Coming up this week on Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast, not a lot is happening, so maybe I'll just uh, let the show host itself. Yes, it's autopilot time. Let's talk about it. Welcome to episode number 12 of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast for October 18th, 2015. I'm your host, Ryan McCaffrey, and it's a bit of a slow news week this week, but a couple of uh, very odd stories to talk about. But I wanted to open the show, since it is a little slow this week, with just something something fun. Uh, A lot of you are going to be getting ready to take delivery of your brand new Model X, and you may be thinking about a vanity license plate, some sort of cool custom license plate that references maybe the electric nature of the car or maybe the doors. You know, the doors are such a signature noticeable item on the car that you may want to reference that. Now, I love a good vanity plate. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a words guy. I'm a, I'm a writer by trade. I'm a, I'm a, I have a journalism degree. I've just always, and I love cars, so it's kind of natural that I would I would gravitate towards vanity plates. I've, I always love a good one. My sort of personal criteria is I love it when there's some sort of double reference to something, and I also love it when they're uh, not egotistical, like, you know, too fast for you or something, or something silly like that. And I, uh, my other thing is I like it when they are when they make sense to anyone, when they're very easy to get. When, uh, when a vanity plate is like really just missing too many vowels or is just kind of indecipherable, like what does that mean? I think you kind of lose the point of a good vanity plate. So that, that's my, I know some of you are like, I've never even thought nearly that hard in my life about a vanity plate. Well, these are the weird things I think about. So as, as you're getting ready to get your Model X, you might be looking for some plate ideas. I've got a few for you I wanted to share, free of charge, because I love you, uh, and again, because I'm mentally ill and just love sitting around doing this. I've actually, I, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll admit this. I have actually a Google Doc that I've started with a huge list of vanity plate ideas for my Model 3 that I don't even own, that the car doesn't even technically exist yet, don't even know what it looks like, and I've run every single one of them through the California DMV thing to check and see if it's even possible. Um, and I would say yeah, more than half of them have been taken already by someone, maybe a Tesla owner, maybe not. But I wanted to offer up a few of them for you on your Model X. Now, on my DeLorean, I had, uh, when I lived in Arizona, I had stainless, S-T-A-I-N-L-S, which I always just liked. It's a little obvious. It's not like super clever, but you'd actually be surprised. Uh, well, actually, maybe you wouldn't be because Model S owners are used to getting weird questions like, is that a hybrid? Um, things that are seem super obvious to you. And with a DeLorean, one of the weird, random, but frequent questions is, is that thing aluminum? Like, no, it's stainless steel. So I don't know. I just always liked... I liked stainless as my plate when I first bought the car when I lived in Arizona because it just sort of, you know, it's this sort of air of, it's, it sort of just says, it's, it's sort of this gives off this air of permanence. Like this is a, this is a, an ageless car. 
but it wasn't available when I moved to California. So I racked my brain and I came up with one I actually ended up liking better that I had for the years up until I you know, sold the car a few years back uh, in California, and that's Rustproof, R-U-S-T-P-R-F, which I just liked as kind of a, again, still referencing the, a unique feature of the car, the stainless steel, but kind of in a, in a little bit more of a clever way, like, oh yeah, the car can't rust. So uh, for, the, for Model X, I'll give, you, I'll give you four, and again, feel free. And what I would love to do is, if, if you want to tweet me, at DMC underscore Ryan, if you want to email me, teslapodcast at gmail.com, if you want to call in to the voice mailbox, which we're going to get to in a second, at 1-888-989-TSLA, you can do that. Uh, could, this could be a fun little segment, maybe, for next time, or for a future show. So you could go with, uh, if you wanted to go with... Uh, Skinnerd, you could go with Freebird, uh, which of course would be spelled F-R-E-E-B-R-D on a, on a seven-letter license plate. You could go with uh, sticking with sort of musical Falcon, Falcon references. You could, well, not directly Falcon, bird references. You could go with, uh, for Pearl Jam fans, you could go with Given to Fly, GVN, the number two FLY, which I think is fun because you know you got a you got a bird reference and you got a falcon reference in there, but of course fly also in the car sense is indicative of speed, which of course your Model X will have plenty of. So I like that one. You could go with winged one, which is a little generic. That's probably my least favorite of the the few I came up with, and then my favorite of these which is taken in California. So if you're in California, don't even try this, but you might, it might be available in your state. And in fact, I'm pretty sure it's taken by a DeLorean owner in California because I actually, I can't take credit for this one. It's, uh, I've seen this on DeLoreans in other states at DeLorean conventions, but wing it, both words spelled, you know, W-I-N-G space I-T. I love wing it because it's a Falcon wing door reference and it's just sort of a, a nod to the just free spirit thinking that, that you know, has empowered Tesla to, to do what they do and to get where they are. So uh, feel free to use any of those. Let me know if you've got any good ones of your own. And we can just have a, we can just have a, a gentleman's agreement or sort of a, 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 li- a, listener, uh, a listener-to-listener pinky swear that nobody's going to steal anybody else's plate idea in their same state. So uh, call in, write in, tweet me, whatever you want to do. It could be a fun segment for a future show. Anyway, I want to take a couple calls before we get to our our one big story of the week, which is, uh, well, the big story is autopilot. We'll get to that in a second. But then the the other actual real journalistic news story of the week is, is a weird one. Uh, you may have heard about it with the Tesla, the Gigafactory employees being run over by... Uh, by trespassers, which is uh, as terrible as it sounds. But first, I wanted to go to the phones, which again, you can give a ring anytime, day or night. It's 1-888-989-TSLA. That's 8752. You can also dial that same number on Skype or just call the Skype username Life on Record 2 all put together. I want to start with Pete, who wanted to have a comment on uh, and talk about Elon Musk's recent pardon me, Elon Musk's recent harsh words for ex-Tesla engineers hired away by Apple. Pete, go ahead. 
Hey, Ryan, this is Keith from Chi-Town. Uh I was just curious as to what your thoughts were on the uh, article about uh, Elon Musk um, basically calling uh, Apple the uh, Tesla graveyard, just, you know, kind of specifying that uh, a lot of people that uh, didn't work out at Tesla, they uh, got picked up by Apple and um, hasn't really been too much of the other way around. Uh, just curious what you thought about it. Um, I'm going to send you the, uh, the link via Twitter, and, uh, yeah, that was about it. Peace. Pete, great call. I'm really glad you brought this up, actually, because, you know, I I very consciously just, well, not even consciously, it's it's it actually is more just organic that I'm very passionate about Tesla. That's obviously why I do this for, you know, on my own dime and on my own time. But I just love, I love talking Tesla and I love uh, just just being a, some small part of the Tesla community, even though I don't have a car, I feel like maybe this is this show's kind of my contribution, and and by it, by that nature, it's it's this is what I hope is a very optimistic, very enthusiastic show. But Elon, I feel, is definitely uh, in the wrong here. And if you didn't hear Elon's comment, he was asked about what he thinks about Apple hiring. Tesla engineers, some of them, you know, he's, they've hired a handful away from Tesla, and uh, they were referenced in the question as important engineers, and Elon's response was, important engineers? They have hired people we've fired. We always jokingly call Apple the Tesla graveyard. If you don't make it at Tesla, you go work at Apple. I'm not kidding. End quote. Now, I love Elon. I really do. I mean, not a joke. I mean, he's The guy is a, uh, again, he's, he's on my bucket list for people I'd love to sit down and interview for an hour. And I've, I've been very fortunate to interview some uh, white whales in the video game world that, that don't talk to a lot of people, some really luminary designers and people. Well, Elon is, is one of the people, you know, not in my career space that, that I would I would just do anything to sit down for an hour with. Uh, but he's, he's one of the only public figures I admire, that I genuinely admire in a world where powerful, wealthy, high-profile people tend to be horrible in some regard or another, whether it's you know business people or politicians. And I mostly love Elon because he's honest. I really, in my life, I... I'm always very much, and I thank my parents for somehow instilling this, I've always very much been an honesty is the best policy guy. Uh, in work, in my personal life, I just find uh, that's just how I operate, and I find that it works for me, and it, and it uh, tends to be the, the path of least resistance for me. And I like, I really respect that about Elon. He doesn't sugarcoat his feelings on this, uh, on things, including on this. You know, he was asked, hey, what do you think about these engineers of yours that Apple has hired away and he certainly he didn't sugarcoat it he did not run his comments through a PR filter uh, although on that on that note being someone who works with PR people on a regular basis in the video game world I have to imagine that Tesla's PR team sometimes they 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 might like just tense up when they see that Elon is has gone out and given a quote somewhere because I'm sure he does he does uh he does have them reaching for the bottle every now and again, like, oh, what did he say this time? But I really think that Elon's wrong on this. I mean, this is, he's a human being, he's not perfect, and you do have to take the good with the bad. 
And fortunately, he's a lot more good than bad. But this comment, I, I thought it was just really unnecessary, pretty unprofessional. You know, it's I know it's probably just, a, just kind of a, a friendly, competitive thing where he's, you know, maybe in some way trying to just, he's just showing pride and enthusiasm for the people that, that do still work at Tesla. But, you know, that's, I just think there's kind of no place for that. You know, those, those people probably, you know, maybe some of them didn't work out. Maybe some of them did just take Apple's money. Maybe some of them were fired. In fact, I'm sure some of them were. If he said that, I doubt, I just, again, it's talking about honesty. I doubt he's lying, but you just don't need to say that. I just think there's, you know, there's honest and there is, there is a such thing as too honest. And yeah, I just think you're kind of disrespecting uh, people there that, that don't need it. And, and you know, what the, if you're an existing Tesla engineer and you ever leave, you know, you got you might think in the back of your head, well, man, if I ever leave here, is is my, you know, is the CEO gonna, you know, gonna kind of throw me under the bus, even not necessarily directly by name, but just in a in a general sense, like, man, do I, you know, were my contributions to the company worth nothing? So, and maybe I'm reading too far into it, but um, it was, you know, it was a very honest, very direct quote, and I most 99% of the time. I appreciate that, but you know, Elon could have could have taken a higher road on this and just said, you know, just said something like, you know, they're not they're not with us anymore, and we, you know, we, we we're really proud and uh, we we're, we're excited about the engineers we do have, uh, you know, something like that. But uh, you know, he is who he is. And again, you can't, you know, nobody's perfect. You take the good with the bad, but uh, yeah, a little disappointed in Elon with this one, but you know, no, when you're speaking off the cuff too, those things happen. Believe me, I've done a million podcasts and other things where, you know, sometimes you say something that you either regret later or you didn't mean it the way it came out. But in any case, um, yeah, too bad, too bad Elon had to, had to take the lower road on this, but uh, nevertheless, Pete, thank you for the call. I'm glad we did get to get to bring that up on the show. Next up is Seth, not with a question, but he is a Model S owner who has an autopilot report. So I'm definitely curious to hear this. Seth, the floor is yours. Hi, Ryan. My name is Seth. I'm just calling in with my report of the version 7.0, the software update with autopilot. And... Uh, I got the autopilot update in the middle of the night and I took it for a test drive this morning and I was thrilled. It was really great. I was a little bit worried that I would have to have my hands on the wheel the whole time. And, um, because the, the press releases lately have said that Tesla wants its drivers to have the hands on the wheel. And even with the software update, when I enabled the autopilot feature, it made me click like a waiver saying that I would have my hands on the wheels all the time. But that appears to be just some kind of legal cover for them because I drove it on the freeway for about 40 minutes this morning, and I didn't need to have my hands on the wheel at all. Um, it worked actually re really well on the freeway, except if I was in the right lane, I noticed it would it would take me off the exit pretty often that happened three times always if the car in front of me went took the exit then my car would follow that car onto the exit so that was kind of uh, an odd 
um, thing. And then on, on city driving, um, it doesn't work very well just because of lane markings and lots of sharp turns, but um, I could still use it for some stretches, but that's when it would act up a little bit, and I got a lot more alerts to put my hands on the wheel um, in the city. But on the freeway, I didn't get any. So that's my report. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you for that report, Seth. Uh, now, of course, those of you who've been listening to the show know that I don't have a Model S. I don't have a Tesla. I am not in the uh, can't, can't afford one yet. I am eagerly, eagerly awaiting Model 3, just like a lot of other people. But nevertheless, I'm going to be trying out the autopilot for myself this week. My boss just got a, an 85D back in May, and somehow he is, uh, I've convinced him to let me borrow, actually it's my boss's boss's boss. It's the, the head of our company. So, you know, no pressure. Yeah, like, uh, I'm gonna take my boss's 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 $100,000 Model S out, and I'm gonna take my hands off the wheel and let it drive itself. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> but no, my boss is a great guy. Again, referring to boss's boss's boss. Uh, per Schneider is his name. Per, I love you if you're listening. He's letting me borrow his 85D and we're gonna film an autopilot hands-on video, or uh, I guess, pardon the phrase, hands-off video if you wanna get technical, for uh, IGN, for my day job at IGN.com. Since we do cover tech, and I, you know, I have often covered Tesla in the past for IGN. Now, according to what I'm reading so far on the Tesla Motors Club boards, a lot of people, the, the actual auto steer seems to be working very, very well for the most part. Outside of, you heard both Seth, uh, and I've heard this, I've read a number of accounts on this on TMC, of the cars in autopilot mode following... Uh, the car in front of them on an off-ramp or a fork in the freeway in an, in an unintended way, direction. You know, the, the driver is not wanting to go, not wanting to exit, and the car is exiting because it's following the car in front of them. So that seems to be a big issue so far, which, again, this is a, this is a learning system. This is a, a crowdsourced learning system that Tesla has deployed. So I, I'll bet you in 6 to 12 months from now, the cars won't do that anymore. And th they'll never do that again if you don't want them to. But uh, that seems to be a common issue out of the gate. Great, to be fair, too, auto steer is conveyed by fr to, from Tesla as beta. So just want to be fair to them on that. But the other common issue with, with the new autopilot suite so far in, in version 7.0 of the software, the firmware rather, is uh, a lot of a lot of people on TMC seem to be having trouble getting the auto park mode to engage. They pull up to a parallel parking spot, and they're trying to follow the instructions of getting you know a little bit in front of the spot and you know the the forward car, and you know it's supposed to pop up on the screen, uh, or I think you put it in reverse, and then it's supposed to to pop to put the button on the touchscreen saying, you know engage auto park and it's just not happening people know but everybody seems to have a lot of trouble getting it to work so um you apparently uh are not the only one if you're listening out there and you're not on tmc and you're just wondering hmm, why isn't this working you are not the only one so that seems to be an issue that tesla needs to address in some way shape or form whether you know i don't know how they're they're going to do that whether they sort of widen the the window, as it were, for how when the car 
senses that it's it's an okay time to auto park or what, but uh, I have seen a few YouTube videos that when it does work, it seems to work flawlessly. And I'll tell you what, uh, living and working in San Francisco here in the Bay Area, I would love to have a car that parallel parked itself. I have to parallel park way too often. I hate doing it. It's even worse because my Infiniti doesn't have, you know, it's a 2006, so it's just old enough where it has like virtually no tech in it, no backup camera, no parking sensors. I am totally on my own when parallel parking. I can't stand doing it. So uh, I'm, I'm envious of anyone, any of you Tesla owners for, for many reasons, but this being, we'll throw this one as the newest one on the pile, but um, the early, the overall early reports are very positive. You know, I have seen some media outlets saying, oh, it's, you know, not that great or not that big of a deal. And I've seen a lot a more, many more than that positive glowing reports that say, wow, this is a really forward thinking next thing. This is a great innovation. This is, you know, the next step towards autonomous driving if you want it. So um, great to see Tesla as another market, uh, you know, market leader in yet another sort of segment. Now electric cars, now autonomous this is all great stuff. So again, Seth, thank you for the call. And, uh, you know, I, I don't really have anything to say. I, it's not worth commenting on a podcast about the UI redesign. Number one, because I don't own the car. You know, I don't live with the car every day. You know, I, there's, a, there's a thread on TMC from the beta for the firmware that's generally trends a bit negative on, on the actual sort of graphic, the GUI design. But, um, you know, could, it could be one of those things where it just takes time to get used to. Maybe it is a thing where Tesla needs to make some improvements. But, um, yeah, just wanted to focus a little on autopilot, get, a, get a, some reports. I'm, I'm glad Seth called in and just scouring TMC. So uh, Tesla's autopilot is out there. Everybody's no doubt trying it. And, again, you're more than welcome to call in 1-888-989-TSLA. Or, uh, of course, write in teslapodcast at gmail.com. Tweet me, whatever you want to do. And, again, our, uh, my very awesome voicemail is provided by Life on Record. If you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them the unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they're special. The recordings can then be podcasted or put onto a keepsake. Visit lifeonrecord.com to learn more. We'll be right back and we'll talk a little news. Welcome to the news. Now, as I said earlier, it's true. I want this podcast to be a fun, enthusiastic, just light, nice thing to listen to. If you're either a Tesla fan or an owner, I mean, odds are if you're an owner, you're both a fan and an owner, but um, you know, you, you get enough heavy, serious things thrown at you in your life without that stuff being on a Tesla podcast that releases on, a, on Sundays. But I absolutely need to report and talk about this story. So uh, if you haven't heard, Two journalists from the Reno Gazette Journal, the globally famous journalistic entity known as the Reno Gazette Journal, uh, two journalists from there trespassed at the Gigafactory site looking to, they were taking some photographs. 
Unfortunately, that's only where this story begins instead of where it ends. It should end there, but it doesn't. It's only just started. Now, listen to this. Tesla Security received a complaint about the trespassers. Tesla Security then notified the Sheriff's Department. Hey, we've got trespassers here. Sheriff's on the way. The Tesla employee then located and approached the trespassers and asked them for their names, which uh, the trespassers refused to give, despite the fact that their Reno Gazette Journal ID badges were hanging from their shirt pockets. They denied they were trespassing, even though they'd scaled a fence marked private property. So then, two Tesla site Gigafactory site safety managers approach and ask the Reno Gazette Journal employees to wait until the sheriff gets there. Like, hey, you guys just hang, hang tight, we've called the sheriff. So they disregard this and they get in the Jeep. The Tesla employee then uh, says, okay, well, so he goes behind the Jeep to write down the license plate number. Okay, well, you guys are gonna get out of here, I'm gonna write down your plate, it's a sensible thing to do. So get this, the driver of the Jeep, one of the two trespassers, throws it in reverse and backs into the Tesla employee, knocking him to the ground, injuring his hip and putting bleeding gashes in his, uh, two bleeding gashes in his right arm and scrapes on both hands. Obviously this was not a high speed impact, but nevertheless, I mean, you get hit by a car, thrown to the ground, you got, you got big uh, two inch and a three inch gash on your arm plus scrapes on your hands. But it doesn't end there. It, this is already this is already crazy. This is already dumb. Like this, they're trying to get away. Boom! They hit the. This, this is horrible. But it doesn't end there. As the jeep flees, it hits the ATV that's got the two safety managers on it. One of them gets again at low speed. One of them gets off and approaches the jeep. Okay. And the driver instead hits the gas and hits the safety manager in the waist. Again, fortunately, low speed, not significant injury here. When the sheriff's department arrives, they charge, so, so they're, 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 let's just, hold on, before we get to the, the falling action after that we've had the climax, let's, let's review. This is, this is dumb. How do you go from, okay, you're trespassing, how do you end up hitting? This is insane. So the sheriff's department arrives. They charge the passenger of the Jeep, the one of the two Reno Gazette Journal folks, with trespassing. Actually, they charge them both with trespassing. And the driver is arrested and charged with two counts of felony assault with a deadly weapon. What the heck? This is insane. Now... I have a journalism degree. I have a journalism background. I wouldn't call what I do at IGN quite journalism. It's more enthusiast media, but I am a I am journalism trained. So I can sympathize with wanting to get a good story. And maybe even sometimes you might bend a rule to get your good story if nobody's going to get hurt. So, you know, you go over the fence, okay, and try and try to sneak in and get some pictures. It's, you're not necessarily hurting. You're breaking the law, yes. You're not hurting anybody. But I cannot even fathom what goes through the mind of these two reporters slash photographers. Why on earth would you put another human being in danger, 
uh, or multiple human beings in this case, for any reason, let alone for some photos of what is, let's be honest, at the moment, an empty metal shack in the desert. These guys should not only be fired, uh, I'd hope and dare I even assume, we know what assuming does, but I'm going to uh, hopefully assume that that's already happened. And these guys should absolutely be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And guess what, guys? Good luck finding another journalism job after your prison sentence is over. Hope the dumb pictures of nothing that you got were worth it. Uh, this is nuts. It's just... Uh, why... <laughs> the 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 risk reward here to me is is absurd I, but of course the most important thing best wishes to the injured tesla employees it sounds like everybody's hopefully going to be okay i mean the the one tesla employee was hit in the hip uh hopefully the hip's okay and you know two couple of gashes is you know not not going to be life threatening but so best wishes to the injured tesla employees but i wonder I, I would just, lo I'd love to interview the perpetrators here. Like, just, <laughs> what the hell were you thinking? I'm sure the police have already done that. But boy, like, what what's wrong with you? Why why even bother? You know, what do you think, you're going to win a Pulitzer? If you if you climb that fence and you're like, uh-oh, my Pulitzer's in jeopardy. I better hit a couple people with a car and try and get away. It's unbelievable. Just unbelievable. So, again... I hate to do a, an actual, like, sad slash angry news story like that, but definitely relevant to, to anyone who follows the world of Tesla. So again, best wishes to the injured Tesla employees, and you know what, kids? There's a lesson to be here learned here. Don't hit people with your car! Don't do that. That's bad. Be right back right after this. That wraps it up for another edition of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast. A reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Email me, teslapodcast at gmail.com. If you're a video game player, check me out at my day job at IGN.com, where we're covering video games, tech, movies, music, etc. Please check out my little side project, my t-shirt line. Bunch of uh, geek and game-inspired t-shirts at nerdstyles.com. I would love you if you ordered one. And be sure to subscribe to Dave T's fantastic weekly Tesla newsletter at simply teslaweekly.com. Uh, next week, got a, got a couple things in the works I want to try and get done. I don't know if I'll get them done in time for next week, but still trying to, trying to work on a couple of fun things for the show, but we're looking, you know, Model X gets closer and closer. Uh, Bonnie who posts frequently on TMC and has the signature reservation number two, has already been assigned her VIN number in the last week. So that's a good sign. That means her car is closer. It's gets moving along, so that's good. Uh, boy, it'll be great when Model X actually hits. But for now, I just want to thank everybody for listening to the show. And we'll see you back here this time next week. <laughs>